As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and, of course, all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host. As always, I'm going to welcome you to the podcast. If you've never listened to our podcast before, where you been? We're available on Spreaker, Spotify, Deezer, iHeart, iTunes, gosh, Apple Podcasts. There's so many ways to listen to our podcast. Of course, you could also listen directly from our website at masterthenec.com. Just click on the podcast button. Any browser you got, you can listen to them live. But all, I shouldn't say live. You can listen to them. And then over on our YouTube channel, you can also listen to all our podcasts there. In the thumbnail, it'll tell you whether it's a podcast or a video. And you just plug in the headphones and just jam out to all the things electrically related here at Master the NEC. So, again, that's all available to you. So, again, thank you for taking the time to listen, and hopefully you'll learn something in today's episode. Before we get started, though, in today's episode, we're going to have to run a commercial for our sponsor, again, Electrician Pride, who supplies us with all of our T-shirts, with our logos, Tesla logos, stickers, phone cases, masks, gaiters, uh, all types of little fanny packs, whatever, with Master Electrician, Journeyman, and all that stuff on it. If you want to show your trade pride, check them out at electricianpride.com. It sounds like I just did the commercial, but I'm going to run the commercial, check them out, and then we'll get back into today's topic. Today's show is sponsored by electricianpride.com. Your one-stop shop for electrician-specific t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases, mugs, die-cut stickers, leggings, and so much more. Featuring unique designs for electricians, journeymen, and master electricians, as well as electrical engineers and electrical inspectors. For more information on all the products that are available, visit us at www.electricianpride.com today. All right, so got that out of the way. So today's episode here on uh, uh, Master the NEC is we're going to be talking about 210.21. 
Now, 210.21, of course, I'm in the 2020 edition of the National Electrical Code. There was no significant changes here from the 17 to the 2020 edition. So really, it doesn't really matter which code book you're working out of. It doesn't really matter at this point. But what we're talking about is outlet devices. These are devices that go inside of an outlet. Now, a lot of people get confused when we say outlet. They think we're talking about receptacles that are around the wall, general use receptacles or countertop receptacles. No, those are devices. No, those devices do go in an outlet. Absolutely. But they're called devices. And so this rule is talking about the different types of devices that actually go into outlets. Okay. Now, we want to look at 210.21, and we want to read the general rule, and then we'll move on from there, and we'll discuss everything that's in an A, which is dealing with lamp holders, which do mount on outlets, and then, of course, we have B, which is dealing with receptacles. So let's read 210.21 and get a better understanding of what we're doing here. So 210.21 says outlet devices. It says outlet devices shall have an ampacity, or excuse me, shall have an ampere rating probably better to say that that way, ampere rating that is not less than the load to be served. That makes sense. Okay, 20 amp circuit, 20 amp load, makes sense. Got to have enough rating, ampere rating, to be able to handle it. And that device that we're going to be talking about has to have an ampere rating, and it can't be less than one, the load to be actually served, because that wouldn't make sense. And then, of course, two... It says, and shall comply with 210.21 A and B. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at A and B. Now, A we'll go over pretty quickly because that deals with lamp holders. But then B is the one that we tend to see on exams or we have to deal with in the real world. And that's receptacles and the ratings of receptacles of these devices that actually go in these outlets. And so we're going to analyze it and look at it and get a better understanding of it. So let's knock out A right away, lamp holders. It says, we're connected to, again, we're talking lamp holders. We're connected to a branch circuit having a rating in excess of 20 amperes. Lamp holders shall be of the heavy duty type. Okay. So any lamp holder that is not in excess of 20 amperes is not heavy duty. And the branch circuit is going to have to be rated. And the actual load, you're going to meet all the general rule, means that device is going to have an ampacity rating or an ampere rating that is not less than whatever the load is to be served. So that's a that's a given. Now, when they're over 20 amperes, the lamp holder has to be rated as a heavy-duty type. Now, it says a heavy-duty lamp holder shall have a rating of not less than 660 watts if it's of the ad medium type or not less than 750 watts if it is any other type. Now, interesting, at medium, it's just a type of Edison-based shell, and there's different ones. There's candelabra, there's small, medium base, there's uh, medium's probably what we see on a normal uh, lamp that we might put in an luminaire or something like that. Um, and you have the mogul type of base. All these are, again, a screw shell type of base. Uh, there are different types that are available like uh, that aren't Edison-based, You've got bayonets, you got a bipins, cartridge, got just, just different types, single pin. Uh, so there's different types of lamp bases. But when we talk about an ad medium or even the medium that we normally would see, those are called Edison screw bases. Now, this rule is only telling me that when I'm dealing with 
a brand circuit that's supplying lamp holders in excess of 20 amperes. It has to be heavy duty. Okay, we get that. If it is rated, uh, is if it's an at medium base type, then it's got to be not less than 660 watts. And if it's anything other than that, then it would be 750 watts. Now, what's interesting about that is that in many cases, people think, well, what about, I don't know, electric discharge lamps for illumination purposes. Now, typically, they're rated less than 750 watts in themselves, okay, electric discharge lighting. So, again, they typically would not be classified as heavy-duty lamp holders, all right? So it's kind of one of those things where if you're dealing with lamp holders and you know that you're over 20 amperes, they've got to be heavy-duty, and their, of course, their ratings can't be less than 660 watts as a rating if it's an ad medium type. And any other type, it would be 750 watts is what you would use of that rating. Okay. Now, typically, this wasn't meant to apply to things like fluorescence because you don't make a connection to the lamp holder. Typically, the brand circuit makes a connection to the ballast itself, not actually the lamp holder. So, again... Just make sure you understand how this rule applies, whether or not you're dealing with the brand circuit and it connects to a lamp holder, okay, which mounts on the outlet itself, okay. So that's pretty straightforward. Again, low-hanging fruit on an exam, I see that when it talks about it, it'll maybe give you something like 30 amperes lamp holder and it wanting to know if it's, that you know that it's required to be heavy-duty type, that type of thing. Or it might even ask you the wattage for admitium type 30 amp lamp holder, and you need to know that it's 660 watts, okay? Not less than 660 watts. Could be more, but it's not less than that. All right, so that's all we're going to really talk about with lamp holders. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes, and that is 210.21B, and there is four, okay, that deals with this. There's a B1, B2, B3, B4. Now, what I should tell you, this really has to do with the receptacle and the rating of the receptacle, and the circuits that supply receptacles, all of that is what's going to be covered here in this portion of 210.21b. Let's look at the first one, B1. uh, Single receptacles on an individual brand circuit. Pretty straight, pretty cut and dry. It says a single receptacle is like a simplex. Now, we're not talking about a duplex receptacle, which is two receptacles. This is a single receptacle. Uh, on one solid single uh, yoke or strap, okay? It says, a single receptacle installed on an individual branch circuit shall have an ampere rating not less than that of the branch circuit. Now, we know that the branch circuit's ratings are defined by the overcurrent device. So if it's a 20-amp overcurrent device, uh, typically going to supply 12-gauge, let's say, and and you're going to have a, 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 and that's an individual brand circuit that's going out to supply this single receptacle, then it's basically telling you that that receptacle has to have the same rating as the brand circuit's rating. So if it's a 20-amp brand circuit, then it's going to be a 20-amp rated single receptacle. Pretty cut and dry, right? So you couldn't put a 15-amp rated single receptacle on a 20-amp rated brand circuit can't do it. So again, this is very much specific to an individual brand circuit that is supplying a single receptacle. Okay. 
Now, there are some exceptions to this rule, and they have everything to do with the motor applications or welder applications. Not we're going to cover in this exceptions uh, on this episode, but there are two exceptions there that you just need to read. And, of course, they're going to give code references where you need to go, and you just follow the rules and where it tells you. And, again, that's going to be exceptions to this general rule, and it's obviously going to have an allowance for the receptacle and the, and the individual brand circuit to possibly be of different ratings, okay? Now, let's look at B2. Now, B2 talks about the total cord and plug connected load. Now, this is very specific to the receptacle to which you're going to be taking the load from. So watch how we read this so that you got a better understanding of it. It says uh, B2, again, we're in 210.21, in case you're following along. It says, total cord and plug connected load. It says, where connected to a branch circuit supplying two or more receptacles or outlets, a receptacle, okay? So we have, this could, this could apply to a duplex, by the way, because it is two receptacles. It says, a receptacle shall not supply a total cord and plug connected load that's going to be plugged into that receptacle, okay, in excess of the maximum specified in table 210.21B2. Okay, so we have a receptacle. It's duplex. It is two or more receptacles. Okay, it is on a branch circuit. Okay, and I've got that one receptacle, and now I'm going to plug in uh, cord and plug connected loads, and that would give me the premise that I know what the loads are. Now, this is very common for things where you might have uh, a receptacle underneath that's going to supply like a disposal or something like that, where you're going to have a receptacle and maybe you're trying to put multiple loads in there uh, into this receptacle and you're following the rules under 210.23, which is permissible loads. Again, not part of this lesson, but the point being is you're going to be limited to the amount of amp draw that you can have through that receptacle. Now let's look at it. So the table's at the very bottom of that page. It says table 21021B2. It says maximum cord and plug connected load to receptacle. Okay, to the receptacle. All right. So you look, there's three columns here. First column is going to give you the circuit rating. Okay, hopefully you should know that. And the middle one's going to be the receptacle rating. And then, of course, you got the maximum load on that to that receptacle based on the cord and plug connected load. It says if it's 15 or 20 amp. Then the receptacle rating is 15 amperes. Other than when it's a single, remember, it has to match the rating if it's a single. Again, we're talking two or more, so a duplex is what we're kind of talking about. Um, It would say that the 15-amp rated receptacle has a maximum load in amperes that can be drawn on that receptacle of 12 amperes. If it's a 20-amp circuit, it's a 20-amp rated receptacle, then you're going to be limited to 16 amps. If it's a 30-amp circuit, 30-amp rated receptacle, the maximum load in amperes is going to be 24 amps, okay? So what we're talking about here, again, is the total cord and plug connected load when we're supplying receptacles that are two or more receptacles or outlets, okay? And a receptacle, a receptacle shall not supply a total connected load, uh, cord and plug connected load in excess of what's in this table. That is that receptacle. So it's very important to think about the load that you're going to plug into that receptacle. 
And so you have to do a little thought process on what you're doing. Again, we're not talking about permissible loads under 210.23. We're, we're simply talking about the receptacle, what it's rated for, and the limitations on that receptacle. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Next, we look at B3. Now, B3 is talking about receptacle ratings, and there's a table associated with this one, too, that we have to remember. But let's read B3, and then we'll look at the table that's on the corresponding page right across from it. It says, we're connected to a branch circuit supplying two or more receptacles or outlets. Okay, same kind of language. Receptacle ratings shall conform to the values listed in table 210.21B3. So we got our little table. Or we're rated higher than 50 amperes because this little table doesn't exceed 50 amperes. When it exceeds, when it's higher than 50 amperes, the receptacle rating shall not be less than the branch circuit rating. That makes sense, right? Our general rule that we read when we started this whole thing was the outlet device shall have an ampere rating that is not less than the load to be served and shall comply with 21021A and B. So we're under B. So it's got to be, so if it's above 50 amperes, and I'll just throw a number, let's say it was 100 amp, okay, probably not going to run into that, but if it was 100 amp, and it was a 100 amp receptacle, then the circuit would be rated 100 amps, and the receptacle would have to be rated 100 amps. Again, that's an extreme example, but there you go. So let's kind of jump over to the table. It's right next to it on the opposite page. And it says table 210.21B3. Now, notice it says receptacle ratings for various size circuits. So this is what's going to tell me what the rating is of the receptacle that it has to be in order for me to use it on these various rated circuits. And this is where I see a lot of people, for example, in our Fast Tracks program, when we have a certain number of questions and they ask about this, people don't realize that in some circuits... You can have receptacle ratings. You can have two different ratings that you could use, two different device ratings you could use, okay, depending on the device you choose. So let me look at it to clarify that. Now, if you look at the table, the very first one is a 15-amp circuit. Very general brand circuit, runs general lighting most of the time, bedrooms, things like that, 15-amp circuit. So the receptacles that can go on a 15-amp circuit have to be rated 15 amperes. Can't be higher than that. So if it's a 15-amp circuit, you're going to use a 15-amp rated device. Pretty simple, cut and dry, all right? The next one is a 20-amp circuit. Now, in the dwellings, for example, small appliance brand circuits, we're required to have at least two by 210.11C. We could have more, but we can have at least two. This is an example where serving the countertop, people tend to use 15-amp rated devices because you can the code says you can. There's no risk, safety risk associated with it. The internal guts, by the way, are identical. The faceplate configuration is different, but the rating guts, if you will, of the device are the same. So here, if you look, it says on the right side column that the rating of the receptacle for a 20-amp circuit can be 15 or a 20-ampere. Okay? So you notice that the 15 won't allow to put a 20 on it. But a 20-amp circuit will allow you to use a 15 or 20, right? Um, So interesting how the code rules, how it works out. The thing that I like to tell students is if it's a 20-amp rated circuit and it's a 15-amp rated device, 
then in your mind you're going, well, what's the, is there any safety concern with it? Uh, not really, because, again, it's a 20-amp rated circuit. And if you remember, over on our limitations for the receptacle, if we're going to plug any cord and plug connection into that, then it's going to limit me on a 20-amp circuit. It's going to limit me to 16 amps. If it's a 20-amp circuit and I'm being used in this application, then I'm going to be limited to maximum load of 12 amps for cord and plug connected load. Either way, it's not going to create an issue. It's not going to create a problem that's that we need to worry about, right? So I could use it, and this is very common for people to use 15-amp circuits on 20-amp circuits, uh, brand circuits, ratings, okay? Next is 30-ampere. Now, 30 ampere, you'll notice to, to the right, it says the rating of the receptacle has to be 30 amperes. That's just it. Cut and dry. It's 30 amp rated circuit, 30 amp rated device. No ifs, ands, or buts, no way around that. The next one is a 40 amp. And this falls into that one where people get confused again. It's 40 amp rated circuit, which is typically the smallest circuit you're going to have for a range, for example. So it's a 40 amp circuit. I can have a receptacle. That is rated 40 or 50 amperes and be perfectly okay. Obviously, 50 amperes is greater than 40. It's not going to create a problem for any internal wiring. Okay. So at the end of the day, 40 amp circuit, 40 amp or 50 amp rated device is going to be fine. Remember, the overcurrent device is still going to limit it to 40 anyway, because that's how you determine the rating of the circuit. So we don't really have any, any concern with that either. So not really any problem. And then, of course, you have the 50. And, of course, here it says the receptacle rating has to be 50. Now, remember, anything over 50, whatever the rating of the brand circuit is, the actual receptacle would have to be equal to that. Okay? So that's the rules that are in 210.21B3. Pretty cut and dry. But I do have people from time to time will say, wait a minute, that's a 50, or inspectors, I should say, that's a 15-amp rated device on that small appliance brand circuit. And the answer to that is, yes, it is. Why? Because it's allowed to be that way under 210.21B3, okay? The next one, of course, we have some exceptions here that you would follow as well, and which we're not going to really cover. Again, it's another example of welding is one example where you have a welding application. And the other one has to do with uh, some type of issue when it comes to electric discharge lighting under 410. We're not going to cover either one of those in this exceptions for electric discharge lighting or for welding applications. But the code reference is there. If you want to go look it up, it's all right there for you to be able to apply the rules. Now, the last one we're going to look at is item four. And so 210.21B4, and that's dealing with range receptacle ratings. Of course, you saw our other general ratings for receptacles. Uh, Not a problem. Uh, But now we want to look at what it says specifically for range receptacle ratings. And it basically just says the ampere rating of a range receptacle shall be permitted to be based on a single range demand load as specified in table 220.55. And if you were to go to look at that, if you took a break and jumped over in your code book, you see that a single range application is typically utilized as 8 kW, 
And so you can base it, let's, Kate, you can do your Watts law. Typically, I think that works out 240 volts. I think that works out to 33.3 amps, which is typically terminated on a 40 amp overcurrent device. Uh, so kind of one of those things. And of course, if it's a 40 amp rated device, then I'm going to have to have a 40 amp rated receptacle. You with me? Um, of course, it could be 50. We just kind of discussed that. And that's typically some things that do happen. But it kind of gives you the the flavor of how this all really works out in the scheme of life, right? Pretty simple. Yeah, I think it's it's not overly complicated. Now, lastly, I really wasn't going to go into it, but since we're here, we might as well, because we, we kind of brought up this thing about the individual brand circuit. And I wanted to talk about it. You know, it, it's 210.22. Now, 210.22 is talking about permissible loads. And of course, you have... This is for an individual brand circuit. Any of the other permissible loads for multiple outlet brand circuits means you have multiple receptacles and things like that. That is going to be covered under 210.23. But for us, I just wanted to round out the permissible load for an individual brand circuit in case you're saying to yourself, what in the heck is he talking about? Um, So in that application, let me give you an example. First, I'll read the code, and then I'll give you an example. So permissible loads on an individual brand circuit. An individual brand circuit shall be permitted, okay, permissive statement, to supply any load for which it is rated. But in no case shall the load exceed the brand circuit ampere rating. Makes sense, right? What's an example of this? Well, NFPA handbook uses an example. It talks about electric vehicle supply equipment is an example of equipment that is supplied by an individual brand circuit. I couldn't agree more. That's covered under 625.40. But at the end of the day, what we have to remember is that an individual brand circuit, if it's rated 15 amps, okay, then it is rated and the load can exceed the rating of the brand circuit. It's a 15 amp circuit. It can't exceed it. That people ask me all the time, well, it's a 15-amp brand circuit. It's good for 15 amps, but can I, I need to put 18 amps on it. No, that would exceed the rating of the brand circuit. And the brand circuit is rated based on what? It's based on the overcurrent device that's protecting the brand circuit. So, again, thinking about the application and the loading, uh, a great example of this would be, uh, again, I think I, I think I brought it up earlier Whereas you're allowed to have, let's say we have a kitchen and two small appliance brand circuits. Typically, the refrigeration is on those small appliance brand circuits. However, there's an allowance in 210.52b that says, you know what? It's an exception. It says if you don't want to put the refrigerator on it or some other type of load and you want to run an individual brand circuit to it, it could be as little as 15 amp circuit. That is fine. We'll let you do it. Okay, so that's an exception to the rule that requires the refrigeration circuit to be a refrigerator receptacle to be on the small appliance brand circuit. You have an allowance here. Now, that doesn't just apply to refrigerators, but that's the example we're going to use. If that's the case, it's a 20-amp rated circuit. It is supplying a, it could be a 15, by the way, depending on what the, the refrigerator draws. If it was a 15, it would be a 15-amp rated single receptacle because it is an individual brand circuit, and it has a single receptacle, and it is all matched up, and it meets all the rules we just met in 210.21b1, and it also meets the allowance in the exception of 210.52b. So 
that is okay to do that. But that circuit is very much rated for whatever the overcurrent device is and corresponds with the device. And so a 15-amp brand circuit is going to have a 15-amp receptacle and a 15-amp overcurrent device. And all this is saying, look, permissible loads, we'll let you put loads on it. It's permissible to put them on there. But you know what? Um, it uh, It's permitted to supply any load for whatever it's rated for. Okay? But you never can exceed the rating of that brand circuit ever. Okay? No allowance for that. Anyway, that's pretty much just kind of, I don't know, I wanted to throw that in there because I was afraid that for some reason we would not cover that topic. Hopefully it was a little easier for you to understand. If not, I apologize. Did the best I could. Till next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.